world. Like those early seasons of real world really was. Let's see what happens when a bunch of people from different walks of life all live in a house together. And now I, th- I feel like the only way they'd be able to get that is like, here's a white supremacist and someone who's in the Black Panthers. Right. And now they're bunkmates. And they, they ended it's up- called prison, by the way. <laughs> the real world, someone's like they watched a prison and they're like, we should just put these people in Connecticut. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome again to Kite Club Podcast. I'm Jonathan Kite. First rule of Kite Club Podcast is tell everyone about Kite Club Podcast. Second rule is tell everyone about Kite Club Podcast. Third rule, like and subscribe. Please uh, give us reviews. Tell everyone you know. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, with me, as always, is my best friend, Mr. Seth Shapiro. We got Emmy. We got uh, we got uh, Ben, we got Paul Corey, we got everybody here. Uh, we wanted to give a shout out to Adam Corolla, who's uh, having us in the studio today for Corolla Digital. Thank you so much. That's where the Kite Club house is coming to you live today. Um, get some stand up out of the little house cleaning out. I'll be in San Diego this Wednesday. Uh, May 11th at Backyard, 8 p.m. in Pacific Beach. I'll be at the Hollywood Improv May 18th in Hollywood. I'll be in Austin May 26th through June 1st and at the Tempe Improv June 29th through July 2nd. For all of my dates and shows, go to JonathanKiteComedy.com. Let's get into a big weekend for Seth and I. We saw Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. Oh, yeah. Pretty great. Yeah, pretty pretty great. Pretty great. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump said pretty great. It yeah, was man. it was great. It was a uh, it was a cool way to end the trilogy. Uh, I no spoilers, but uh, Trump wins in 2024, and they they alluded to it a little too many times in Guardians of the Galaxy Part Three. You can't get away from the politics. Man. You didn't need he he just yeah, he was both after credit sequences. Yeah. I'm running. I'm running for president of the galactic, the galactic state, the, the galactic Star Wars. Different movie. I wonder if Trump has ever seen Star Wars. I have to think like maybe at some point he watched it like halfway through, like maybe when it first came out because it was so trendy to go see it. I love the Ewoks. They have beautiful hair. I love the Wookies. I love a. I love the. What you know? What the language of the Wookies is. What is it? Shrewook. Oh, that's, that's I love Shrewook. The Wookies love me. I'm big among the Wookies. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, when he, yeah, when he talks to the Wookiee planet. We saw, what did you think? I liked the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun, man. I mean, uh, it was definitely heartstring tugging more so than the other two movies. It had to, though. It's a third one. Mm-hmm. You got to wrap up that trilogy. I had to tie it all up. Wrap right? it up like a condom. I mean, I think that they did a great job of sticking. What, you know what I really loved about it was? It felt new. What they were doing, it didn't feel like it was a it was a re imagining of like the first two it took the right amount of elements of things that we liked Mm -hmm. and it sort of made I think you know a new spin on everything and you know what was great is I think that all of the characters all of the characters had a full story arc right they each had a thing to do there was there was something I'm gonna say something right now that I think we're all thinking if you've seen the movie is Groot juicing oh Groot's definitely juicing man the Groot juice yeah well it's green juice yeah well I was gonna say it's it's all it's all uh, it's all ginger you just see like these two little really tiny dingleberries. Have you been juicing? I am guilty. <laughs> I am swole. Uh, dude, because I went back and I watched the first Guardians this past uh, right after we watched it. Dude is uh, is a different guy. 
Yeah. I think they cast a different tree in this new one. <laughs> Every I am Groot had bro at the end of it. Well, that's that's such a Vin Diesel thing. He's like, yeah. I, I need to be I need to be bigger this one. I've been working out a lot and I want that to be reflected in my bark. Yeah. Like I wonder if it frustrated him that, you know, he's put so much into his body. How big do you want to be? He just showed them a picture of the rock. I want it to be bigger. But he shows a picture of a redwood. He's like, this is what I'm thinking for the next movie. You know who always beats the rock? Paper. Paper. <laughs> and then he's the tree. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, but it's truly, there's like a, I mean, Groot's my favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a few different iterations of him in the movie. It's cool the way that they explored because mm-hmm. baby Groot has been, uh, all we know is baby Groot. We just know him as a baby. But is a tiny little twig. Every one of the characters in this, including Groot, kicked major ass. It was awesome. Yeah. Groot uh, was a force to be. That's the thing. Like, every one of the characters, like, there was something kind of silly and jokey about each one of them. But in this one, even though they still had that, nah, they it was also, cool. you took them all seriously. Chris you know? Pratt, by the way, took dieting seriously. He yeah. looked real good in this one. He looked good, man. He looked shredded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um... Also, though, with with Groot, Mm -hmm. the funniest thing about it was that he there was like different stages. So I'm not giving anything away. You know, he runs around. He's a tree guy. It looked like one of them was like like a a character Mm -hmm. at a theme park. Do you remember at the end yeah. what they're doing? The the where, where he, when Groot's kind of like oh when they were dancing. Yeah, I'm like yeah, bro, yeah. that is definitely uh, uh like just a dude in there. <laughs> yeah. Th- that it didn't it didn't even look like the other Groots. Yeah, like they just have a room full of Groots, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't Vin Diesel, and he he's just pop locking. I mean, there's like he's doing dance. That was the one thing I didn't like about the movie. There's a dance sequence at the end. Spoiler alert! But we didn't tell you who's dancing. That they, it's like they literally are doing like modern dances. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like, um, yeah. From what's it called? From Fortnite. Like they're doing the. You know, oh they're yeah, they're doing, doing all, all this stuff. Yeah. They're doing. Yeah. I can't believe one of them. Yeah. I. It's like I was like, wait a minute. Is he doing the electric slide? Yeah. It was a little too sellout. It was. A are l- they doing the Cabbage Patch like for guys our age? Yeah. Like, for every generation, there's just a guy. There's yeah, yeah. the uh, uh, the little Asian kids just break dancing yeah. on a cardboard box. Yeah, he they're, killed it. They're doing the hustle. Um, yeah, the Charleston. Uh, the that's yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. Anyway, saw I finally saw Dungeons and Dragons. You haven't seen it yet. No, but. Uh, I think the trailer really underwhelmed us, so we weren't going to go see it. But then the reviews came out, and they were like overwhelmingly good. My review is way better than it should be. Mm-hmm. I give it uh, nine out of ten. Wow. I thought it was a really, really good movie, and wow. there wasn't a um, yeah. The, how many Owen Wilsons do you give it? I, wow. give, I give it three. Wow's. Wow! 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 The Wilsonometer. I think that the reason I I I did like it. The, and maybe I don't know the lore well enough. Mm-hmm. I think that there was uh, the, I liked the the four heroes or five heroes, or whatever. I thought they were awesome. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more diversity in species. <laughs> yeah. Um, call me woke, but I would have loved to have seen some more trolls and stuff like that. Whereas mm-hmm. they all there was like a wizard. Everybody had a little bit of magic. But I feel like Dungeons and Dragons, there's like a barbarian. Yeah, there are a ton of different creatures. And they, they're there, but they're not like the main dudes. So mm-hmm. That's what I love about Lord of the Rings. I, you, I feel like I get uh, I get Gimli's politics. Right. You know? Yeah, uh, I understand why, why the orcs are so frustrated with the status quo of the system that they lash out against the capital. It's a system that they were born into that they cannot rise above. Yeah. And I think that this, that was the only issue with all of the rich lore 
and and depth that that because now it's it's coming back. Some people said it never went away, yep. but. It, that was a that was a crazy amazing movie and I and I really uh, so what, they're gonna make a lot of them. So what was it about the trailer that didn't like? Did they just not use the funny parts in the? It trailer? didn't capture the humor because the humor in it is so organic. Mm-hmm. When I mean Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, I mean Crush, and the thing is they're so good at being subtle without winking. Uh, Hugh Grant. He mm-hmm. kills it. He was the only thing in the trailer that made me laugh. Yeah, when very he's funny. like, I don't want to watch you die, which is why I'm Yeah, which is why I'm leaving the room. room. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that that was cool. And I also think that we're so used to seeing, I mean, when you look at Lord of the Rings, enough, you know, it's we keep going back to it, that you, when you see Smaug, did I tell you this real quick story about Smaug? So Smaug's an easy name, right? You get a Smaug check for your car. Or uh, if you want to see the second one, Smaug check. Great job. But the thing is, the, the craziest thing, I don't remember if I t- t- ever told you this. I was watching Monday Night Football one time, mm-hmm. and there are players of all walks of life that have very um, non-traditional names in sports. One of my favorites is Tishminga Biakabatuka. I believe he used to play for Michigan. Then uh, Thank you. And this, these announcers on Fox were getting these names right as if they spoke Klingon. Like, there was no issue. You know how, like, announcers used to not be able to say Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yeah. And now everybody just says it as if it's, like, a Pee Wee's word of the day? Right. And, but they couldn't... You know how they have to do fake tags in the middle of it, like a... Like, uh, a commercial like uh, this fall, this was winter. Lord of the Rings: The Desolation of Smeaug. Like he couldn't say it, and I'm like, you just got done doing every tongue twister in the book. I, I think he did it on purpose because he's like, I don't want people thinking I'm a nerd. Well, you're really supposed to. I think the the true pronunciation is like you're supposed to sound like an '80s rocker. You go Smaug, Smaug, the rise of Smaug and the death of Smaug. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I said. Um, Smog's doing a guest appearance. Yeah, Entourage. entourage. Yeah. Um, Smog Just him and a bunch of dragons. Entourage. Oh, So, uh, what else we got? COVID is over. Oh, yeah. Something got declared this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that it's no longer a, a world a world emergency. Or a, we, like a world the point issue. is, ball pits in McDonald's are open in Wuhan. Right. So go back in, slurp up all that shit. All that big bass. It is amazing that it took this long to get a disease of that magnitude, considering the ball pits of McDonald's of our youth. Yeah. That is, by the way, the ball pit of McDonald's is an American version of a wet market. The amount, those are never cleaned. You've never seen someone hose down balls. Yeah, I mean, there's no water in a, in a ball pool, but there is a big max sauce. But plenty of fluid. Yeah. yeah, it's just all Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a happy meal for Kevin Spacey. That, I think, <laughs> I think the craziest thing about it is like, we, that was just okay. It's like how people would play in a sandbox. I mean, we're just playing in a, in a litter box as a kid, and that none of the diseases ever happened. Because kids, they're invincible if you introduce them to enough. Yeah. I mean, you got a kid. Yeah, I mean, we, we started him in daycare like seven or eight months ago, and he's had a cold... 65% of the time. I know your son almost as well as anybody. I've never not known him to not have a to cold. Not have a cold. Yeah. The way he talks, I thought he was my kid. Your <laughs> wife and I have something to tell you. That, uh, yeah, uh, his yeah. first word. Uh, 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 um, he, 
But uh, it's great. I'm happy for it. He's getting it through a system, and and you know what? He's never that like depressed by it. Like he always powers through because he still wants to like play at the playground or whatever it is. So he doesn't. He's annoyed that he has a cold, but it doesn't stop him from doing. Sure, sure. Well, that you mean America's attitude towards COVID, right? Exactly. I mean, I have COVID, but I'm clearly going to go work as a kissing booth operator this yeah. summer at the state fair. The thing is, handshakes still not back. Yeah, I, I I don't want to lose the handshake. See, I love handshakes. I I get a lot out of shaking a hand. I feel like I can read a person when I shake their hand. Yeah, yeah. And so I I feel I, that way about kissing. <laughs> yeah, full on tongue. Right yeah, when yeah. you meet someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the year twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Me said I'm part French. My tongue. Uh, did you uh, Canada drugstore? Uh, yeah, yeah, Canada drugstore. Yeah. So a dude uh, got arrested the day after he opened a drugstore. Uh, he got arrested for selling, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. He was selling, like, every drug. It's a, He's like a bottle shop in Zelda. When you go in, he's an alchemist. He's a hero is what he is. Yeah. You know what he claimed? His justification—he admitted to it, right? So he didn't, try to, he didn't try to deny it. And his justification— Yeah, how could he have denied it, though? Well, I don't know. They're not mine. Dude, it's an entire store. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not my store. No, it's his and heroin. <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, but we'll edit that out. Yeah, um, but he denied it, and well, no, sorry, he didn't deny it. But his justification. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Wait a minute here. Wait, I'm not on track. We should again from a previous episode. We should come in dressed as cops. <laughs> right? Why? What did you hear? Are you? And we're taking it. Um, no, did you hear that that happened? What? That a, that an undercover cop mm-hmm. busted a guy who was undercover as a dr- uh, yeah. Anyway, keep talking. I apologize. That's hilarious, man. Copception. Everyone's a cop. Um, no, but he, so what he claimed is that there wasn't been, that your pitch for narc high. Yeah. Narc where high. everyone's a narc. Everyone's a narc, narc high. Everyone's a narc, except one guy who just transferred there and he doesn't understand that it's all narcs. And so he really, it's just a kid. So everybody right. else is an adult. Yeah. And then there's one kid. Yeah. Narc high. We're going to get the drugs. Right. It's I'm, officially mine. Cause we're saying it right now. So, um, but, uh, anyway, so he didn't deny it. He admitted to it, but his justification is that, uh, cause there's been like a lot of fentanyl, you know, like that's become an issue. There's a lot of, there are a lot of drugs out there laced with other stuff that can kill you quicker than the drug itself. And so he wanted to get the good pure stuff out there. So he considered himself like a do-gooder, like a Robin Hood, although he still charged people. Yeah. So, come on. Right. But he thought he was doing a good deed. He's like, I'm going to put the clean stuff out there. So at least if you're doing heroin or whatever it is, you won't die. You'll die from the heroin, but you won't die from the fentanyl. We are 10 years away from Amazon delivering heroin. Yeah. I mean, we got to get hopefully less. Uh, 10 years. Yeah. I'll take take the under on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, so American Idol just came out, uh, just came back on the air and what it's in like season 20 or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many of our listeners know this, but Seth and I both auditioned for American Idol in our youth. You were season, you got far in season three and I got mm-hmm. far in season four. Mm-hmm. And it was really. And then season you, five broke both of our spirits. Yeah, we were out. But it was really that, um, that you, that you sounded too close to Fantasia Barino that, that you weren't taken, but you, you got pretty far. You made it to Simon and them. Mm-hmm. And I made it to the round right before what people may or may not realize that there are so many rounds leading up to seeing the actual judges at the time. And I remember I was in Sacramento. Did you make it in San Francisco? Oh, no, you made it in I made L.A. It, I made it here when we f- we literally first moved to L.A. It was within the first couple months that we were here in L.A. I remember it. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And do you what what was your fondest memory about that? Fondest memory about that is is part of the reason that I made it on is because I ended up um, I ended up doing more. Uh, 
they wanted to see what I was there. And I'm like, well, I'm an actor, I'm a comedian, but I also sing. And so I did the singing. And then they said, uh, you know, they're like, what's a funny thing you can do? And someone, one of them asked me, can you do impressions of the judges? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? And so I just pulled something out of my ass. Look, I'm not the impressionist. You're the impressionist. So I just did a thing where I just kind of riffed and improvised as Simon, as Randy, and as Paula. And they, they thought it was really funny. So they sent me on to the next round. So I got to make fun of the judges to their face. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was really fun. The next the year that I did it, they were looking for a Bo Bice, a, a Constantine Maroulis, mm-hmm. and I had really long hair at the time. And when I auditioned, the when I got called back, what had happened was they had a room full because they were really light on guys that season. For whatever it was, they didn't take as many guys in the previous cities. And so what had happened was we got into a room, and I think it was like 40 of us were singing harmony on End of the Road by Boyz II Men. And that was one of the coolest moments because we all were just sort of there together. We had made it through. It's a grueling process. You wait outside all day to see if you, you know, and then you go up in in sort of the, uh, um, in a stadium, and then they literally bring you up three at a time. Time, there's like there's rows of all these tents and they bring you up three at a time. And I remember I was one of the last hundred people to go that day. It was insane. And I remember all these people had gone through. I think you had been cut maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got down there. And my judge in that moment was Kat Dealey, who wound up hosting. So you think you can dance. Oh, that's right. And I remember yeah. I got up there and and they make a decision about you immediately. They're like, what song are you going to sing? Very friendly, super cool. And I just go, I'm going to sing. Unchained Melody and she's like that's Simon's favorite I was like yeah we hope he likes it I sang it they have you go one two three they were like you're moving on to me and then the other two are going home and I couldn't believe it I had made it through and then the callback was literally the next day so remember we had to get a hotel room and the only thing I remember is we were across from this dive bar called Martoonies and we literally stayed the night, got up the next day and that day was just as long but at least we were in an air-conditioned up, uh, you know, whatever building. And then I got there, I sang in the still of the night, an unchained melody, um, just shat the bed, uh, had to get, uh, had to get, you know, a, a bed crap insurance because of how hard I shatted. And then I just didn't move on, but it was a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that was, that was one of our only forays, I think, into reality TV, right? I don't think we necessarily auditioned for any other reality TV. It's it's exhausting. Like you were saying, it's so stressful and it's all day long. And one of the things they do to make it worse is like, I wasn't that excited to be the American Idol. I never in my wildest dreams imagined I would have won. But they say, okay, when the camera's on you, you're gonna say, I'm gonna be the next American Idol yeah. because, and they rev you up because you're there all day long. And by the end of the day, you're like, hey, maybe I do have what it takes to, to hit this crazy gazillion to one shot. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there was a time where now everything is being done off because you and I talked about this. There was a show that used to be on the air called Three Wishes where they would go into a town. This is on NBC. It almost bankrupt GE mm-hmm. because they would go into a town. Everybody would put a wish into a bucket. This is, by the way, this sounds like a story where Satan is behind it, where everyone put a wish in a bucket and we'll see what we can do. This this sounds like a like a holiday movie on Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, depending. It's, it, for every holiday, it's a different one. But if it was a Halloween, it's the devil. It feels like a Ray Bradbury, like s- something wicked this way comes. Mm-hmm. Where like you go to the carnival, you put the wish in, and then you wake up. And Needful things. Exactly. It's ex- that's exactly what I was that's thinking. It. So that's a Stephen King, if you don't know. But um, the crazy thing about it was they would really grant these wishes, and they would say, like, we want, we, we need a new school because it got hit by a, a, you know, a bus or whatever. Or, you know, yeah, or, or a car. Billy Joel used to live near here. And they... 
they would do it. But I can't imagine that this was fiscally responsible because that show, but it was so, I mean, it was. Because that uh, show was canceled immediately? Yeah. Yeah. My wish is that that show stayed on the air. So they didn't get every wish, huh? Mm. But I think that it was so expensive when you were watching this stuff. I just imagine them being like, just go out and make these people happy. And then the president of NBC started to watch the show and was just like, we fucking can't afford this. We we hired a necromancer to bring this guy's wife back from the dead. They want to run a carnival every day for a year, dude. That's but that's what remember that they had a carnival and then they would do these like huge announcements. Like it was always a state fair environment, and it was it was amazing to see these people. Now we have all these. This is back before everybody was just like giving people thousand dollars on the street and then taping it for clicks or recording it for clicks. But this was such an amazing thing. We were talking about this. Everything today is a derivative of something that used to be a more produced thing. Mm-hmm. Like the first season of Survivor. People did not know what the fuck they were getting into. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that with you, and like they didn't know what it was. So it's the most interesting example of human behavior that we have in the modern era. That's back when reality TV was still more documentary. Yeah. It really was. Like, or like the real world. Like those early seasons of real world really was. Let's see what happens when a bunch of people from different walks of life all live in a house together. Which sounds like very basic, but it it ended up making for interesting drama other than dumb roommate shit. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And they and now I I feel like the only way they'd be able to get that is like, here's a white supremacist and someone who's in the Black Panthers. And now they're bunkmates. And they they it's called prison, by the way, (laughs) the real world. Someone's like they watched a prison and they're like, we should just put these people in Connecticut. Right. Let's give them nicer furniture. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And a lot of drugs. That's the other thing is they just ply them with booze. Oh, they were. I mean, it and was roll, roll film. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was like a. It was like a spring break, but in in a suburban home. It was probably actually right around like the Vegas season. Like that's what really made it explode. And they're like, oh, okay, so we just need to manufacture real world from now on, and just give you know make them all hook up with each other and. And who died of AIDS? Was that Pedro? Um, yeah in in the second season. Was yeah. it second? Yeah, and that guy Puck was. Uh, yeah, I'm positive. And that guy, and there so was a guy Puck who would like make fun of him all the time. And he was like, he was like the first reality TV villain. Yes, huge asshole. Did, by the way, is Puck Machine Gun Kelly? Same guy. Same guy. Um, I um, w- what else do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, three wishes would there were, but there were so many great. You know, we should do some research and then do it on another podcast where we talk about some great weird reality TV. Oh, shows. there was the Swan. Shortly. The Swan is the best one. Remember, our buddy worked on that. Yeah, the Swan was they would take you real quick and then they would have plastic surgery. Plastic surgeons make you beautiful. Yeah, not on the inside. They could never fix that. <laughs> they weren't interested in fixing that. It wasn't nearly as marketable, and they would just hack people up. Um, it, sh- it should have been called Frankenstein's Workshop. Yeah, well, yeah, modern medicine can't help the inside. No, but, no, no, we're not interested. But yeah, they would, well, they would improve you in, in certain It was ways. always on hiatus during Mental Health Awareness Month. <laughs> they would help you get your life together in certain ways, and like you would get, you would get some therapy a little bit, but the main point is that you would have crazy amount of plastic surgery done, and then they would cover all the mirrors in your house. So for months and months and months, you don't know how you look, which you probably wouldn't want to because you're covered in bandages. You know who else I did that for? The Joker. <laughs> That's the story of Jack Napier. And look how well that turned out. Yeah. So, he got two Academy Awards. Someone saw someone saw the original Batman and said, I want to see that guy's story, but let's make it a real show. Yeah, for, let's make it for and women. mostly women with families. Yeah. Anyway, it was a awful show that I hope they bring back. It shocks me. I mean, it must have been 
nowadays, I think that would be the hardest thing to get back. I mean, they have Dr. Pimple Popper. That's the thing is like there are all these weird gremlins. Like there were these these incredibly weird or average Joe. Mm -hmm. Oh, average Joe. It was like a bachelor type show where they would have this guy in a house and and all the women were trying to win his affection. Spoiler alert. The guy was worth nothing. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That was Joe Millionaire. Oh, Joe Millionaire. Yeah. he, He really only had like 20 grand in his bank account, but he was like a big hunk. Which he made on the show. Yeah. He was a big hunky dude. I think... Once The Bachelor came out, um, American producers realized that there is a there is a huge audience of of women who were of desperation, right? Absolute love desperation. Yes, still is, and they're like, let's create practical joke shows to make to make these women look foolish for wanting love. But here's the craziest thing: we are, you know, how we're ten ten years away, less than hair. Excuse me, ten years away from heroin. Probably, we're going to have Hunger Games. Uh, the idea. I'm telling you, that's going to start overseas. No, no, no. Actual Hunger Games. Right, but the reality show. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have it. Like, we're, because it's never enough for us. We keep pushing. It's funny that things today, because they seem overproduced, like everybody's a dead fish on those shows. They don't, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, honey, you're home. I just got home. Thank you. Because they're like doing 50 takes. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's going to be a bell curve where people are going to really want to ramp it up and do something crazy. Well, dude, I told you about that movie. You got to watch it called Live, where it was. It's made to be a documentary about a woman who who uh, pitches. Um, she pitches uh, what you call Russian roulette. Right, right, the, right, right. The live game show. Right, right, right. It was, but it it was a really disturbing movie because they take you through every step of what it takes for a TV show to get greenlit to be made. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and it was very realistic. It was like it, it's like this literally could get made today because there was a part where like she had to fight for it in court and she had to prove why it was in good enough taste to be to be televised. And it was essentially saying society deems what is in good taste. And if there is an audience for this, that is enough of a justification to show it. And of course, like millions and millions of people wanted to apply to this show where if you didn't blow your brains out on live national television, you win five million dollars. So call in. Right. If you so, want to see this show, you know, and and at first they were like, "Why would anybody do this?" But 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 sure enough, millions. Well, the of lines keep up. getting pushed. Yeah. So you think about all the stuff that's available on the dark web and all those other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that people want to do that. Um, what you're saying is we're a horrible, monstrous uh, species. Yeah, we're going out of control. Oh, we man. we are uh, we we are Akira. We're we're just going to eat ourselves. Um, I told you, I think Vin Diesel, by the way, should play Jeff Bezos in a movie. I think I can't believe that they haven't made an Amazon movie and I don't think anybody's better. I said, there's a new impression I'm working on. Here's my impression of uh, Vin Diesel coming. That's how I make more family. (laughs) But to me, that guy could do no wrong. I think he should play Jeff Bezos in a movie. Yeah. Like a like a hulked up version of Jeff Bezos because he's already got the shaved head. Right, but that's what Jeff Bezos thinks that he looks like. Jeff right. Bezos thinks that he looks like Vin Diesel the way that Vin Diesel thinks that Groot looks like him. <laughs> Bezos looks in the mirror every day. You know, I mean, if you're that rich, you could probably have a funhouse mirror made where you look in the mirror and you essentially look. Or like Google him. glasses. Yeah, exactly. Where you're wearing a filter. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Um. Oh, we were talking about, oh, we were talking, yeah, go on. So you've got it. So Alf. Yeah. So this interesting things come up every now and then. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the sitcom Alf, which stands for alien life form. 
And this sitcom, a lot of dark stuff keeps coming up about this on the web. It was like a fun idea where an alien, uh, Gordon Shumway, Shumway. from the planet Melmac, crash lands on planet Earth, right? And he's living with this family. So it's it's essentially like an annoying neighbor, but it's a, it's a puppet. I mean, it's it's an alien. He's like a little bear person. He looks like an anteater or something, right? Yeah, he's got a big old honker. Yeah. Big, big nose. And so, but the craziest thing is every now and then, like there was a tape that got released a few years back where the puppeteer who was uh, operating him, who created the show, was doing sexually explicit actions towards one of the women who was on the show. He was also screaming the N-word. And he was hammered. He had to have been hammered. Yeah, on cat. So that's what that's what Alf ate was pussy. And and the thing was that the show is so crazy because I remember this as being but it really does feel like the fever dream of somebody who's, you know, hopped up on quaaludes. The, the show did not make sense at all. And when all this stuff has come out about it, where it was a nightmare for most of the people to work on the show, and it killed all their careers. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, none of them really went on to much of anything in show business after that. It ran four years, I think, from 84 or 85 to 89. 86 to 90. Oh, 86 to 90. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alien life form. And everyone hated working on the show. Apparently, the, the guy who played the dad, who played Willie. Yeah. Um, Alf was, was sort of frustrated about the, the Alf, the, the cat, the thing. The, he was like White Cosby. I was about to say, that was pretty darn Cosby. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was, he was totally exasperated all the time at this alien who didn't know how humans do who things. Who spoke perfect English, by the way. Right. Perfect English. But he was so annoyed that Alf like, would put the wrong thing back in the fridge. Dude. On the wrong shelf. By the way, this feels like the fakest pitch that they just bought. <laughs> Doing cocaine at a card table. He's like, if you win this hand, we'll buy that fucking alien show. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's not that they get into alien problems like a Rick and Morty thing where there's like, you know, there's there's like goo everywhere that does this thing. It's like, no, it's like Alf doing taxes. Like Alf, you know, uh, you know, he had a love for Gilligan's Island. Yeah, he that was a Gilligan's real thing. And Gil- and there were people from Gilligan's Island who made cameos on the show. Yes, but the craziest yeah. thing was, like, it was part of Alf's Make a Wish. It was like a really sad episode. Well, by the way, he uh, yeah, because he was killed slowly after. Because they ended with so the thing is, so we didn't know. So two broke girls when that came out, we did six years, right? We weren't sure about a seventh and eighth year because you, you know usually we get a, a season or two season pickup. We thought we were going to be coming back. And so the way that it ended was a little open-ended, right? It, it, they, we hadn't had an ending written necessarily to button it up because we were under the assumption that we were coming back for a seventh season. The same thing happened on ALF. The alien services, the men in black, came and got him and took him away. That's how the series ends. Yeah. It's like if E.T. ended... like On three, the operating table. Yeah, three quarters of the way through. With some guy sticking his finger in E.T., <laughs> Killing <laughs> with ET looking like like a dried up dog turd. Yeah, yeah, he does. It. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the Ark of the Covenant in the sun. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like it's a crazy thing, and all this mythology that, that is around Alf because there were all these holes in the floor and stuff. It's just remarkable that it was as successful as it was. I'll bet part of it was because ET was such a big movie mm-hmm. that they were like, how can we sit? You know, how can we make this a situational comedy? Eighty sitcom. Yeah, because yeah. there was Gremlins, there was Mac and Me, there was all these things for it. But there, but the idea with the one off of a, of a movie, right? It's like there's rules of Gremlins. You know, it's like they're adorable. We can sell them at Christmas. Maybe there's a sequel but the idea that they would do they had over a hundred episodes of alf yeah the uh so the theme of alf is like instead of just having rules or his own language it was just alf's kind of a smart ass dick 
And he's living with his family. Dude, he's like rent a, free. He's like a cousin, a distant cousin you never heard of, who's always on spring break. Right. He's the ultimate wacky neighbor. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He, they, but it's amazing that they were able to sell this idea, mm-hmm. and they wanted him to. He was a drunk in the first season, but they they realized that he was influencing kids. Right. So well, the, the show was originally just supposed to be like a sitcom for all ages, and then it gravitated towards kids, and they're like, "All right, he can't be drinking beer anymore." Yeah. He yeah. was, he was, yeah, he was drinking it all the time. Which, which the puppeteer, Paul Fusco, was not happy about. Yeah. He's like, but that's how I get out his genius. That's, that's, I can't do the voice without this. He <laughs> considered himself a Falstaff. <laughs> but the, the craziest thing about it is they had a cartoon that was a prequel. Mm-hmm. As if that's the thing that people loved about it. Hey, where's this guy from? Well, you know why they couldn't do a sequel? Is because his planet was destroyed. They, they nuked it. Well, yeah. he was essentially Superman. Yeah. That he was, yeah, he was Mel Max Kal-El. Do you know what's crazy about that is they did a sequel and it was only released in Germany. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did. Because I, I, Well, you know what it was? It was a TV movie, actually, and it was to wrap up what happened to him with the agents. Yeah, that is. Yeah, finally, because everyone wants to know. To but, our German listeners, let us know how that went. Yeah, can you let us know, please? We've been dying to know for 30 years. The craziest thing is that that, that he was at, then he did like 99 cent collect call commercials. Oh, dude, dude Alf works more than anyone I know. Dude, Alf was promoting more shit than Shaq, dude. I was going to say Alf was the original Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he was promoting everything. He he did the tie-in with Burger King. Dwayne the Alf Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne the Alf Ralson. <laughs> he did a tie-in with Burger King. Dude, he did dude, he had a million brand deals. Yeah, and he and Burger King, they came out with a record. I don't know, I don't get the technology of this. I don't get the technology of a real record, but it was a cardboard record. Do you remember? Yeah, of it course. It was a piece of cardboard that you could put on a record player. And it played Alf songs, which, by the way, I had a total false memory where I thought that was the same thing as the McDonald's, but it's not. McDonald's had a separate cardboard record, which is a million dollar promo for the menu song. Yeah. And they had it in newspapers. Yeah. And you you got it at McDonald's and then you could and you could play this. And if they got through the whole menu song. This is what happened in the 80s, folks. This is how we entertained ourselves in the 80s is that we would sing about fast food. Yeah. And, and it was the entire menu. It was the entire McDonald's menu in song form. It was a very basic song. It was only two notes. Oh, you mean Make America Great Again? That's the America I remember yeah. when we could smoke in a McDonald's. <laughs> when I could smoke in the ball pit and people didn't think it was weird. They had a Mayor McCheese ashtray. The, brother, do you remember they had those little tin ashtrays at the McDonald's on every table? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I voted for him twice, by the way. I actually think that they should have put it out on the Burger King's face. <laughs> Just like this. Mother. Yeah. So okay. so each one of those places had a cardboard uh, record promo, including McDonald's. And if they got through the whole song on the promo or on the record, then you win a million. I actually can't believe they didn't do Alf cat food. How did they not do Alf cat food? Alf. You're leaving Melmac bucks on the table, yep. I assume, is the money of Melmac. <laughs> Maybe it was just so obvious that that's where Alf drew the line. And he's like, it's just so obvious I feel like I'm selling out. Like, when did Alf Whoa, jump- wait a minute. <laughs> you think that that, guys? Yeah. <laughs> when did Alf jump the shark? That's the episode dude. one, the pilot, is yeah, when yeah. Alf jumped the shark. Oh, my. Dude, this Alf flashlight I'm good with. <laughs> but I, Hey, stick in your willy. Yeah, I was going to say, this is if you really like to eat pussy. Whoa! Dude, he had that. Dude, he, he looked like every. He looked like every white guy on spring break. The only thing was he was missing was a rat tail. <laughs> but going, he never wore clothes. You know what he wore? One. He wore Hawaiian shirts. Oh yeah, he wore the Hawaiian shirt. That was his vacation outfit. Yeah, dude, hilarious. No but, pants. But, he was Donald ducking it his whole life. 
something that you were touching on before was that they had holes in the floor. So on the set, instead of it just being on the ground, the set was actually built yeah. like four or five feet up so that there was a series of tunnels under the set. It was built for a puppeteer. Right. It wasn't built, but for most the of the people on the yeah. show were humans. This right. one guy. And people kept injuring themselves yeah. on the set, falling into the holes. You had to walk, and then it's like it, it was like there's there are little gopher holes everywhere, and yeah. so you had to walk, and then you had to avoid, but you had to have full on conversations. And remember, they had they had one of the li- the smallest people in the world was that they had this little person who was from Hungary who was two foot tall, mm-hmm. and when in the opening credit song, two nine, he was two nine, two nine. Oh, sorry, yeah, and on, uh, didn't realize he had a growth spurt. Hey, when, when that nine inches, nine inches makes, makes a difference. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was only when he was hard. Um, he, flaccid, he was too. But so the thing is that he would do it when they would when they would have him do like the movements and stuff, i.e. Groot. Mm-hmm. They would just have this guy, this little dude in there, just elf dancing or whatever. It's the most bizarre thing. It, it feels like I'm trying to be, no, man, there were these space aliens. Yeah, it sounds like we're making it. Yeah, up. no, I'm serious. He loved to eat cats. Not pussy. I said cats. You know, it's something I've always actually wondered. Like, we should have a little person on the show to ask them because I'm curious about all of the all of the dehumanizing work that was out there back in the 80s he, on the regular he, with, like, getting The 80s? Costumes. What do you mean? From 2020 and before? <laughs> what, and, was, what was recent? Well, I mean, if you're talking about like on Christmas and on 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 Easter, like you know, dressing up like you know, elves, sin. right? Dr- dressing up like elves, dressing up like, or you know, on St. Patrick's Day, dressing up like a leprechaun. If they reboot it, I hope Peter Dinklage gets it. <laughs> the Dink, Peter Dinklage, yeah, the Dink. Um, but I and am... he talks like he's like, I love pu- I love cats. <laughs> he was like that. I love cats. I'm from Milmac. Um, but I am curious, like, if they consider like, is, is the fact that it's work. Does that outweigh how much they like feel like they're selling their souls? I think that they just they wanted the work because that guy before was working in the circus. Mm-hmm. There were very few jobs that weren't seasonal for some for an adult of that size. Right. So it's like that's why the Munchkins, Wizard of Oz, when they had the Munchkins get together, they used to trash hotel rooms because back then in the in the 30s, they'd never seen other people that looked like them. So they would just get hammered. They were the Led Zeppelin of the 30s. Like they just couldn't handle it. Yeah, they were just There's like more of us out here. Yeah. And no one told. And me. they just got to keep making more. They just gremlin. They all got wet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make more of these. Oh, um, so uh, let's go on. Um, yeah. The uh, let's there was a OK, there was a dude who uh, he got banned from donating more sperm. Oh yeah, so uh, Nick Cannon. No, there is. I wish the uh, there's a court bans man from donating sperm after he fathers 550 children. What's the name of that Vince Vaughn movie? Delivery Man. Yeah, Delivery Man. That that is the plot of Delivery Man. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah, he. Yeah, but he. But in Delivery Man, he didn't realize it. He didn't know. I, I'm gonna be honest, baby. I I thought my tubes were tied. I thought I had a vasectomy. <laughs> All the kids sound like him. How that was such a missed opportunity for Delivery Man. Yeah, hey, I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter Stacy, and I got the energy. I felt in your balls, and now I'm feeling my heart because that's how we made it together. Hi, I'm Marsha. Hi, I'm Greg. There's a, there's there's a black guy, an Asian guy. <laughs> it's, they just they essentially have like an open casting call for like the top who, whoever whichever 500 people can, can do, do a Vince Vaughn impression. That's Vince Vaughn. You have to be between 20 and 30. At the end, he talks to all of them like it's a commencement speech, and then you just hear them kind of go. <laughs> Yeah, you have one guy who's, you know, he's hearing impaired, so he's just doing the Vince Vaughn hands. Yeah. Yeah, great. 
Um, but but apparently this guy, yeah, he got uh, denied from being able to donate any more sperm because he created so many people in the area and like they can't date. It was, what's they, that town in West Virginia? Have you seen that town? No. Where they are essentially like hills have eyes. Like they're all related. They it, it looks like Wes Craven is the mayor of that town or Rob Zombie. Every street is like Rob Zombie, t- you know, lane. Oh, yeah. They they that this guy went in there and, and did uh, and took photos. I mean, it's pretty bizarre. It looks like Castlevania when the lights go out. I mean, <laughs> so that's really what this was like. A lot of Texas like, Chainsaw, ma- big Texas Chainsaw Massacre energy in that in that place. Yeah. So all these people in this town, like, were they were trying to date, and they would find out that they were like half siblings, and so they had to end it, man. Yeah. And you know what that place was called? Iceland. They actually have an app that tells you if you're related. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they they they. Uh, that's an issue, man. Yeah. Not if you're a tourist. They got a branch. <laughs> uh, so. Let's go on. We got we got to wrap up here. Some animal news. Um, no, or, let's go uh, on to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna talk. I want to talk about. I had a white supremacist in my show. Yes, you were, I've been dying to hear this story. So, I did a show. Shout out uh, the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. Awesome venue. Uh, my boy Chris is uh, there. It's his spot, and it's it's great. It's uh, if you ever get a chance around the West Side, check him out. You'll love him. So, um, I got called last minute to do a show there. And went down there. They're like, you're going to close. Great time. But I didn't get to hear any of the other comedians go up. And you're sort of in the green room, right? And all of a sudden, I get on stage. And I start talking about sort of, um, I guess, racial dynamics. But sort of like how I have this bit I'm working on about about what it means to be like white in 2023 or whatever. And um, it's like tongue in cheek. Everyone, you know, it seems to be having a good time. And this from the back of the room, I just hear this guy sort of yell like drunk slurred and he goes he was like he goes tell some fucking jokes and the room but the room is laughing like it's pretty good and, and I'm going I'm like oh and then he goes and I go what and he goes you heard me and I go no I, I heard you slur but I didn't hear exactly what he said and he goes this this whole fucking night I don't want to fucking talk about suicide and I like looked at the crowd and I was like did I like maybe in my crowd work, I said something that might have triggered that. I was like, did I say anything about suicide? I don't remember saying that. And this guy very kindly in the front row was like, no, but three of the four comics that went before you all talked about suicide. Oh, and this guy goes, my brother just committed suicide. Like it felt like it had happened right before I got on stage. Uh-huh. Like it was that fresh of a wound. Maybe it was the comic. He had a bad set. Yeah. He killed. Well, oh, mm, okay. come on. We're not edit that out. So, the guy is getting hammered. He's it's like it's real Andre the Giant energy. I mean, you could tell that he's through a barrel of cognac and he's with a girl that literally looks like Frankenstein and Igor. She looks like she could be. What's his name from uh, Jabba the Hutt's little guy? Like, oh, yeah, little dude. yeah, that's what yeah. they look like. OK, and the guy is pretty big, like sitting down, but you don't realize how big he is. And, and, and I'm not I'm not pushing this guy. I make a joke. I go, well, what do you want to talk about? And he goes, I don't want to talk about suicide. All oh, this is fucking bullshit. And now you think white people suck. And then the room is like, wait, what? No. And I go, I said, I was talking about how cool it was uh, to be a person of color, a female or someone from the LGBTQ community. And I was, I was saying good things about other people. Like 
And then he was like, this is, you guys don't fucking get it. Like you guys are against white people and you, and, and you fucking talk about suicide. And I was just like, okay, reset the room. And I was just like, what do you want to talk about? And then he goes, I don't care. I just want you to be funny. And then a guy in the front row goes, he's trying, but you won't shut up. <laughs> uh, and this, and I'm not trying to egg on this guy because I'm the only guy that can see him, right? He gets up, you know, like in a, in a story of mythology where you're like, the giant said he was going to meet us here. And then the, just the mountain turns and he goes, I've been here the whole time. Dude. And I have notes. Bro, the dude was like, you know, in, in Back to the Future Part 2, when he's like to Griff and he's like, and he's like, chicken, nobody calls me. And he goes to throw in the bionic implant, catches his fist and he goes, chicken. And then it goes, da -da 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 -da, Michael Jackson in the background. And then Griff just goes like, and like, you can't believe this dude was like, he was like the slowest Hulk transition I've ever seen in my life. He's trans Hulk. He was getting bigger by the second that I was like, how fucking tall is this guy? He must have been like six, eight. And he was built like this fucking table. Okay. And he was up there and he sort of was swaying a little bit uh -huh. and he started to walk towards the stage. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, we can't take you as a society. In a fight. Like, I'm looking, and these guys are starting to, like, chirp in. Very friendly audience. Love them. But I was like, guys, this is what happens. It's like, everybody just punch Jaws in the face. The Meg gets most of us, okay? And so... It was going to require all of you. Oh, dude, it was yeah. going to require all of us and Voltron. And it's like, the lions are... It's on sleep mode. So... We, the guy starts coming towards us and his girlfriend is trying to pull him out, but it's like, it's like that little girl who like, who, who Frankenstein drowns. It's like, she has no, she's just like a fucking sock on this guy. It's like you know? when a little kid is excited to go somewhere and they're pulling on Swinging you. Swinging on your arm. Right, they're just pulling on Just like on monkeying you, around. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you need to get fatter. You need to have, you need to get mutant abilities and pull this mother. You, get, you need to inject whatever this guy's injecting. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> it looked like a, a fat. <laughs> um, so a uh, brown sugar. So, so he gets up and he sort of sw like sways towards me. Then he goes to leave. Mm -hmm. And then this guy's like, I'm going to wait for you outside. Oh my God. And I was like, all right, buddy, like God bless. You know, I, I was being very like, I wasn't being a dick despite my tone on this podcast. I was being very friendly. And why is my voice getting so high? But I. <laughs> was looking at him and I was just like, dude, this is, this is just like, let this go, let this go. And he kept leaving and then he would come back in. Like it was a stage play. Like it was a routine and a farce. Well, and he, it, he didn't it, want to have to wait all night for you outside. No, he, he was like, I'm waiting for you on the stage. <laughs> and then I literally said, I go, man, thank God I didn't do any of my clan material. <laughs> and then he came back in. It was, yeah. I, it was like, I kept summoning white power. Well, maybe that's what he wanted to hear. Yeah. He's like, finally, this guy gets me. <laughs> And um, so we just anyway we burned we burned across together, and uh, yeah after the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah we we, we, we got a, we got a timeshare in Waco I think it's gonna work out okay, so that just happened so come see me. I travel with him now. It's a part of the act. It's like when you do the Universal Studios and Jaws comes out of the water. Like, <laughs> I'm like, there he is, everyone, from the bit. Um, so that happened. Uh, let's quickly go to uh, Blast from the Past history this week. We had a big history. A lot of stuff happened this week historically. Mm -hmm. 1877, the first Westminster Kennel Club dog show began. Wow. I, how many Owen Wilsons does it get, though? I, I'll give it two. Wow, wow. You know why? Because that's not that surprising. I would, if, you, if I had to guess, I had no idea. If you said, when do you think it started? I would have I would have guessed around the late 19th century. Oh, yeah, but here's the thing. How many more dogs? Because we've bred so many different dogs. 
Right. That they didn't exist. There was only four dogs back then. Right. Yeah. There was only one category. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. And well, there was a fifth one. It was just a freak guy at a freak show. Just the dog, man. But it was man. 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 That was, uh, we got, I'm, I'm gonna, I got an entry for you, man. This is dog, man. Um, that, uh, how is Jeff Bridges not the wolf man? You got it. Uh, listen, I'm a werewolf. You're a what? I'm a wolf, man. Only silver bullets. And cocaine. So, also, Friday the 13th was released in 1980, one of the greatest of all time. Talk about of a moment, which we just had with reality TV. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, and even we weren't around for this in the early 80s, every kid went to summer camp. Like, that is an environment that just doesn't exist anymore, Mm -hmm. the sleepaway camp mentality. Your relative is in what, sleepaway camp two or three? Uh, she's in the original. Ooh. Yeah, my cousin's in the original sleepaway camp. Amazing. Yeah, she was like the the bitch. Of, to the main character, and she gets so like. She, now we're back to the Westminster Kennel Dog Club. Yeah, she was one of the first people like in a horror movie that like you hate and you can't wait for them to get killed. Yeah, was her. Yeah, cool. Shout out, cousin Karen. So uh, always the Karen to go first. That's what I like. So, <laughs> and then in 1960, the first approved birth control by the FDA. Mm-hmm. And we just want to say thank you. And uh, yeah, and uh, and it had a good run. RIP in 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not available in Texas. It is, but it's in a hanger form. So, so uh, I think uh, that's going to do it <laughs> on this episode of Kite Club. Thanks again. Please, uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all of your love and support. The comments are amazing. Sorry we didn't get to your questions today. Keep them coming in. We'll get to them next time. Well, maybe we'll do like a big question show where we just go over everything. But, uh, yeah, please um, check out the dates. JonathanKiteComedy.com. I got a ton of them coming up. I'd love to see you come out to the shows. And, um, yeah, please rate, review us on all the podcast platforms. We appreciate the love and support. Any dates you want to push? Uh, no, not at the moment. But I will post them. About it on my Twitter, which is at Seth Shapiro, or my Instagram, which is at the Seth Shapiro. I'm Jonathan Kite for Seth Shapiro, Paul Corey. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.